Hi, everyone. Welcome to Nom, Not, Nom Watch Review, if I could speak tonight, part of Nom Talk Network. On the show, we review the latest film drop or throwbacks celebrating a milestone while eating and drinking our favorite snacks and drinks. I'm your host, Eric Ramirez, and tonight I am having what I always have, a voodoo ranger, typically. And then I'm eating some lovely, lovely, like, pasta salad stuff that my mom made that she was super happy and proud of today. So I'm numbing on that. But <clears throat> I am super excited to introduce you to my guests tonight. Um, we have Yaya, Jonathan, and Puma. First off, Yaya, introduce yourself to everybody out there. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Hi. I am Yaya. Hello, hello. So today, no Vietnamese food. Wow. I know. Um, I am having some marinade chicken, um, string beans, and rice. And for a drink in my super cute, like on sale 99 cents store mug that I got for like 50 cents, 25 cents, I am drinking some brisk iced tea. Nice. I, I really like that mug. I can't have any more mugs in my house, but I oh, really I like that mug. I feel, but like, yeah, 25 cents. Ooh, I'm <laughs> shopping when I go out to LA. But um, next we have Jonathan. Jonathan, go ahead and introduce everybody out there to yourself. Hi, I'm Jonathan Graves, and I have a Looney Tunes podcast called, of course, you realize this means podcast, and I love Beetlejuice. I unfortunately didn't bring any uh, food with me, but I will talk endlessly about this movie and about my love for shrimp poke. <laughs> That's awesome. Shrimp poke. I haven't had that in a minute. <laughs> and then our last guest, last but least, um, Puma, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Okay, so I am Pumada's cosplay, and uh, so yeah, I'm a cosplayer, model, and uh, horror fan. I love 80s movies and music as well, and tonight, um, I don't have anything cool or crazy, but I'm going to be drinking some green tea, uh, you know, with a the theme. I'm doing the green theme, and I'm also going to have some uh, Raz Apple Magic Dip Fun Dip, because why not? Ooh. Been a while, you know, found some fun yeah. dip, so. Now you're yeah. taking it back with the fun dip. Now we're all yeah, trying to I gotta, I gotta take it back a little bit. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you all for being here. Um, for everybody out there, um, I just want to say first off, hello, Q, always in the chat. Lovely that you're oh, here and joining us. <laughs> but um, tonight we are discussing the 1988 movie, great movie. Beetlejuice. It is celebrating 35 years, which makes me feel super old. But oh, 35 years of Beetlejuice. Um, so to start off with, uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on, like, when you first saw this film, like, how is it, like, throughout your life? Do you go back to it? It's one of your favorite films. Um, we'll start with you on this one, Puma. Okay. Um, yeah, so when I saw the movie, I probably saw it really at a young age. I probably was probably maybe four or five. Um, and I was kind of, like, confused. I didn't really understand what was going on too much. Uh, the movie kind of has a lot going on in the entire film. Um, and so I'll, I rewatched it, like, as a teenager, and that's kind of when I decided, like, I started appreciating it more when I got into Tim Burton films and all that stuff. I started to go rewatch all his movies and rediscover that, and I was like, wow, this movie's great. And then um, I feel like it's just kind of taken off. Um, it seems to get more popular as time goes on, which is really interesting. Um, you know, there's, like, the musical now. Um there was a really cool demo um, at Monster Palooza, I believe it was. Um, v Neil actually did a friend of mine's uh, makeup to make him look like Beetlejuice, and he looked identical to Michael Keaton. It was crazy, but yeah, I just love to see like the resurgence of like you know the '80s films coming back. You know, Killer Clowns had one too, but yeah, the '80s mm -hmm. is making a comeback, and people are appreciating like the old films that actually had like practical effects and stuff like that. So I'm really excited. Love it. Oh, no, I agree with you. The 80s are coming back. The nostalgia factor for all of us now is coming it's back. Like retro school now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I wish I wish I wish I still had clothes from back then because now they're coming back. Up. The fact that we're retro now. Oh, my God. Oh, no, God. We're middle aged now, technically. It's horrible. <coughs> Speaking of retro, shout out to Puma's Taz mug. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right? Look at the. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Sorry, I do apologize. I was having a coughing fit. I don't know why. Oh, no. Can you hear me? But Jonathan, go ahead and um, talk about when you first saw this movie. What were your expectations and, like, why you love it so? Sure. When I first saw it, I was playing a game of, like, hide-and-seek with the TV because it was on and it was terrifying because Beetlejuice, to me, was, like, this demon monster. And I was 
four or five at the time, same as you, Puma. And I was over at a friend's house and it just happened to be on. And I just remember it being the most terrifying thing I could ever see and imagine. And so I, I refused to look at the screen. Um, it went from that to like full on obsession in my teenage years and into my twenties. And it's my second favorite Tim Burton film. My first being Ed Wood. The entire cast is amazing. Um, and I think we could all learn the lesson that if you adopt a dog, then you won't die on a bridge. <laughs> that is very true. I can hear it but yes, if you adopt a dog, you will not. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you won't die on a bridge. <laughs> hopefully, yes. Yeah, yeah. What was your first experience with this movie, and how 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 do you feel about it? So my first experience was actually the animated TV show. Um, <sighs> yes, I remember watching. So I actually did not see the movie until I was around. Um, eight or nine so prior to that I remember watching on like Cartoon Network um, the TV the animators on I loved it it's so oh, good it is so good oh my so goodness good. that's one of the reasons why I'm like I guess like um, when I watched the film finally I was actually really surprised with Beetlejuice being an antagonist because he's not the antagonist in the animated um, TV show yeah. and the animated show wow can't speak today um, but yeah but I remember mm. watching it and uh, same thing with Puma. A lot of things flew over my head because it was a lot of adult jokes. It was a lot of adult jokes, and I just did not understand. And um, a lot of the like um, the the images also scared me as well because I was like I wasn't really coward as a kid, so anything scary was like especially like when they went to the afterlife and you see all of the like corpses and all of the dead people and the everything. I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing like. Shows not the cartoon, but um, definitely grew to love it a lot, lot more towards my teenage years. I guess the emo years did affect that. Um, (laughs) 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 so yeah, no, but now it's like one of my it's one of my favorite films. I love going back to it, watching it. It's like you know, I'm just like you know, you get into a beat of just kind of mood. And um, as an avid lover of musicals i'm so excited that you know the music their musical came out and it's coming to the pantages in july very cool i definitely have to see that but okay so before we dive into this film uh because there's a lot of talk about here nostalgic actor everything like that i want to get your guys's popcorn ratings like what overall would you score this film from because 88 was a long time ago what would you score it like seeing now um, I would score it a four because I don't think I think it's aged pretty well. Um, I still love going back and watching it. There's other there's little things in there that I would try to update, but <clears throat> a four is my overall score. Um, Yaya, we'll start with you on this one. What is your popcorn rating? I also give it a four because oh, it was really hard <laughs> to either give it a full five or four. But um, same thing, it's it's one of my favorite movies that I love going back to, and it's a movie that I love watching over and over. And it's it's just some things like maybe like you know pacing for me. Pacing is always a big thing for me in films. So probably the biggest thing was pacing in the thing sometimes, and the fact that like Beetlejuice doesn't come into like twenty five minutes in. It's crazy. So I'm just like, I would like to see a little bit more of Beetlejuice. But yeah, other than that, four out of five. We all want to see a little bit more Beetlejuice, which later on I have something to say. But Puma, what was your popcorn rating for this film? Okay, so I gave it a four out of five popcorn buckets because um, I just loved like the practical makeup, um, the stop motion, the claymation. Like I'm a huge, that's why I love 80s films so much because I'm a huge fan of like stop motion and claymation. So I feel like the film just had su- such great cinematography. The makeup was great. The um, the cast was great. Then you have Danny Elfman doing the soundtrack. Like, it's just like, it's just one of those movies. You're just like, it's, and it's Tim Burton. So it's just, it was fantastic. Yeah, definitely. It's held up. It's, uh, it's held up. I pretty much would have given it the same like earlier in life as well. But yeah, four out of five for sure. It's, it's a great movie. Cool, cool. We all agree. And then Jonathan, what is your popcorn rating for us? I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. I think it has endless rewatchability. I also think that it does get better, like as you get older and like you mature with it. I have 
sort of weird associations with it and my life. Um, I had the Adam outfit for a costume party, and I went alone. And it turns out my wife had the Barbara costume. So our Barbara and Adam energy kind of mixed together. And so our house is like a Beetlejuice house. And uh, we decorate every Halloween for Beetlejuice. And um, yeah, it's it's kind of, it means a lot to us. So Beetlejuice is near and dear to our hearts as a movie, as an animated series, as a future play that we'll see together. And uh, just overall, like I'm really excited about all of the Beetlejuice-isms uh, that we're going to talk about. And this movie just kind of catapulted into you know, one of my all-time top movies because of my relationship with my wife. That is so sweet that it brought you guys together. <laughs> and that's one of your favorite. That's like the sweetest <laughs> thing. Beetlejuice bringing people together. <laughs> Thank you. And last year we dressed our dog up as Beetlejuice and our individually we were ourselves Beetlejuice. So we were Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, oh, and our dog is named Gus. Oh. So he was Beetle Gus. Oh, <laughs> Now, now I want to see pictures of this because yeah. that sounds yeah, good. <laughs> I'll do my best to find one. <laughs> All right. So now that we've gotten through our popcorn ratings, what I do want to get into is, one, we're going to break down this movie a little bit. So on IMDb, this movie is broken down as the spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home and hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. Um, <laughs> That's yeah, harsh. Okay. <laughs> right. Overall, I think evil that's demon. <laughs> evil demon. Um, oh, 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 oh no! I see the dog, oh. and that's the most important yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my! God. God. Oh, I can't. That is, that is cute. That is precious. And Bro. then I'm right here, but. I don't show up. <laughs> um, all right. So, yes, but that's the breakdown on IMDb. Uh, oh, that is adorable. Um, oh, my God. Our producer, Seth, just shared that in the chat, and it's freaking adorable. <laughs> um, I feel like that is a good breakdown overall of the movie, but there, it, there's more complexities to that just little bit of a breakdown. Um, the relationship between, uh, well, I'm blanking out tonight. I don't know why. Uh, between Adam and Barbara, uh, and then like just everything, like with um, the dad, Catherine O'Hara, the Deuces, Delica, uh, yeah. the Deuces, everything like that. Like there's just so much brought into this. Um, I know the movie overall is called Beetlejuice, but for me, I don't feel Beetlejuice was the prevalent force in this movie. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you think he should have been in it more? Do you think they should have integrated him like yeah, you were saying the cartoon did? Um, what are your thoughts on this? We'll start with you on this one, Jonathan. Cool. So the animated series took on a more genie-like approach to Beetlejuice. He had the pop culture references. He shape-shifted into different celebrities. And he really, like, honed in on the comedy for the kids. They made it adult, or they made it family-friendly, uh, whereas the Beetlejuice character inherently is more adult centric he even has a curse word in the film and i think i think it was a smart play to make it more uh, approachable for kids if they wanted that in for the story and those characters the deetses are you know everything i guess wrong with society when they come in they're like very posh they're very like um anti uh nostalgia anti um those like 60s vibes, which is what Barbara and Adam really represent, like wholesome family and uh, the Dietzes are a broken family. And so um, they, they really mesh really well at the end because they're looking for that connective tissue. They're looking for something that can bring them together. And without a doubt, Beetlejuice is the perfect uh, integral character to bring these two opposing dynamics together in a way that you don't expect and i think that's part of the excitement is like how are they going to get from point a to point b when they're so different when they're when they're completely you know 
uh, incapable of being in the same house together. Like what is going to bring them together? And it's that driving force of Beetlejuice, which is really presented like the Jaws shark, the shark and Jaws. And mm -hmm. you don't want too much of him because it will wear out its welcome. And mm -hmm. even that scene at the end where his uh, he's getting impatient waiting to go into um, the afterlife after he dies again and the uh, the shaman like shrinks his head. That was actually shot post-production, like after the movie. So he was even in the movie less <laughs> in the original, um, um, in the original cut. Yeah. And uh, I think it, it obviously adds to like that additional scene, but I think he's in there with the right amount because he's like the, the Jaws shark and you don't want to overdo his welcome. And, I, I think that's why those scenes are, are fun for us to revisit, but I think he's sprinkled in just enough for it to work and not overtake the story. Yeah, no, I see that. Um, Yaya, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, I definitely can see. Okay, yeah. No, as much as I would have loved to see him more, I can definitely, okay, yeah. Um, I admit, it is definitely a good amount of him in the thing. And just he just adds, he's like, <clears throat> sorry, um, uh, he's kind of like, we call it kimchi. Mm -hmm. um, it's like when you eat something and then you eat kimchi and it like it cleanses your palate. So I can, I can definitely see that. Just personally, I'm just like, I just love the character of Pito Juice so much. And I'm just like, I just want more of him. But um, no, the fact that it's, it was, it was, I don't know, I'm brain fart. Um, anyways um but no um still like personally just from a personal aspect love would love to see Beetlejuice at least like seem a little bit earlier I think the 25 minutes to his first introduction definitely was a little too long for me it's like the fact that it's like and it's just like slowly hints before like the like him coming out like coming onto screen and stuff but I just love like you know how contrasting the Maitland Maitland's Maitland's. Maitland's. Mm -hmm. Maitland's. Maitland's and the Dietz's are. The fact, uh, as you said, like the Maitland's are very wholesome. They're like these two young couples. Like, you know, they're so in love. And like, they're just supposed to be starting out a life together and boom, they're dead. Um, and then like, um, and then you have the Dietz's, like this great juxtaposition of like, you know, as you said, it's, they're a broken family. Like, you know, Lydia's mom's most likely dead. Um, and then you have the really crazy stepmother who you expect to be like super evil, but no, she's just like crazy. Neurotic. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's just neurotic with her um her lovely, lovely um personal like like designer assistant that ortho. Oh ortho. ortho's a piece of work though. <laughs> ortho's a piece of work. But no, I definitely love the storyline, how like um the beginning you have like such they're so drastic and and going through that scary scary moment of them decaying and drying up in front of everyone and then towards that ending where everyone can like live cohesively and then the fact that in that ending song where like you know they're like okay like you know the, the ending like da, 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 da. yeah so yes i think it's such a good movie like from start to finish how it begins how it the conflicts the resolution and like how everyone becomes like you know come together in the end but um wish that they like I think the that's just how uh, the only thing I don't like is like how drastic the film was for the animated series and I feel like that's what the musical actually did a lot better where they actually have why Dorito just in a way does get his um forgot the star stars with the R he gets his re Redemption. Redemption. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so I wish he would have had a redemption I would let, but I guess because there was supposed to be a redemption in the original sequel, but yeah, anyways. Okay. Okay. I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. And then Puma, what do you think about like the storyline? Do you think he should have been in there more? What do you think about the Dietzes and Barbara and Adam and everything? Um. Well, I definitely feel like it's weird. Uh, the pacing was a bit odd for me for this movie. I have ADHD, so movies that kind of like have like really slow build up and character development kind of like it's always a struggle. That's why I feel like I think I didn't really enjoy it as much younger as I did appreciate it growing up. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like it's interesting. I get what they what, why they did what they did with how many how much he was in the film. But I definitely feel like if you're gonna call a movie Beetlejuice, the movie should be mainly about Beetlejuice. I feel like it's about everything else. Like it's about the Dietzes. It's about Barbara and Adam, it's about Lydia, you know, and then, and then, and then there's Beetlejuice. It should be like 
something and also Beetlejuice. Like that's what they should have called it. A sprinkle of Beetlejuice in there. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Lydia is like more like prominent than he is, which is interesting. I feel like the Barbara and Adam are. Um, so it's just pretty interesting that, that that they cut him down so much to such little time. But um, no, you know what, honestly, he kind of, I feel like maybe also at the time they couldn't allow him to be more in the film because he was such a uh, grandiose, like, chaotic character I feel like they kind of probably had to like tone him down because I felt like it probably wouldn't have flown as well you know what I mean so they kind of were like it was like a PG film or is it PG-13 PG uh, PG PG yeah so exactly like I mean I think they because they went so so similar to like the book um they kind of had to just like tone it down a little bit you know he was since it wasn't like the cartoon version um so I think they did what they what they needed to do at the time I guess I guess I'll allow it um, but yeah, I loved all the other characters, the Dietzes, um, yeah, I just, I love the movie. It's so great. I agree with everything you said. I don't want to go on too long, but yeah, I totally agree with everything you guys said about that. It's so good. Oh yeah. I think we're all pretty much on the same consensus here and great to know, like there was extra scenes added of Beetlejuice to get him a little bit more into that movie. Um, <clears throat> what I want to talk about now is the cast, the cast of this movie um, we have Alec Baldwin playing Adam, Gina Davis playing Barbara. We have Michael Keaton playing playing Beetlejuice. We have Catherine O'Hara as Dahlia. Um, we have uh, Jeffrey Jones as Charles and Winona Ryder as Lydia, like, and uh, several others throughout there. What do you think about this cast? Um, like, overall, do you think the cast, the cat, would you have casted anybody else? How do you feel their performances were? All that. We'll start with you on this one, Yaya. I absolutely love the cast. I think they worked well with each other. Like, they worked well off of each other. And then they just, <clears throat> it's like, everything just like, at, they added on so well. They were like this, like, perfectly, like, you know, fit, like, Lego block. So I'm just like, I personally loved it. I would not change anyone else in this cast for anyone else. Um, and the fact that like, you see um, um, Catherine O'Hara play uh, Delia, like, I'm, for me, I'm like, that's the, um, was it Home Alone? Yeah. Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's the Home Alone mom. I was like, <gasps> and then to see her, see her play like that, I was like, I loved it. And no, I adore everyone there. And of course, like, when Noah Ryder, like, um, watching, like, I just, like, loved her as a kid. I was like, I think she, because she's just in all the, like, Tim Burton films, like, um, Edward Scissorhands and everything. So I just love seeing her and just, I'm rambling, but no, I loved it. Would not change it from the world over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> over your dead body, okay. Over my dead body. Uh, Puma, what did you think about this cast? Like, do you think they played well off of each other? Like overall, how do you think they did? Oh yeah, I feel like they had a really great chemistry. I wish I could see some bloopers and behind the scenes footage. Cause I feel like they just had so much, you could just tell they had a blast. Like it was like, it just everything ran really smoothly. You could always tell when cast members are kind of just there doing their job and when they're like become family. So I feel like I hope that hopefully I'm sensing that correctly. That it wasn't like some complete drama on set or something. Jonathan, what are your thoughts about this cast and everything? Oh, Puma dropped out. She will probably pop back on here in a second. Uh, we'll see her soon. But uh, Jonathan, what are your thoughts on this cast? And like, like I said, I'm pretty sure you have tidbits for us. I don't have any tidbits, but I just wanted to point out that not only are the families, the two that deposing uh, families cast extra, extremely well, and they have really good chemistry together. The uh, the social worker Juno and Miss Argentina oh, are also incredible. Welcome back. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome Dude, back. Like my Wi-Fi. Yay. So Jonathan, go ahead and finish continuing with, with what you were saying, and then uh, Puma, we'll touch back on you on finishing out what you were saying before. Okay. Yeah, I was just uh, pointing out that there's also this really great cast in the un in the afterlife, uh, in the else world or either world, like it. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. Netherworld. <laughs> um, Netherworld. Thank you. The Netherworld. <laughs> Thank you, Puma. Um, so Miss Argentina, who they greet uh, as the receptionist, I think she does a phenomenal job as well as Juno, the caseworker. Yeah. So just for the little tidbits of Juno that we get, I feel like it added it adds texture to the overall cast. But obviously, uh, Catherine O'Hara standout performance, Michael Keaton standout performance, and Winona Ryder standout performance. Oh yeah. Definitely agree. Um, Puma, what were your final thoughts before we lost you there for a second? 
Oh, sorry. Pretty much just that everybody that they chose for the roles did a really great job. I don't really feel like they should have. I couldn't have picked a different cast to do a better job, honestly. Everybody was just really, really great casting on their part. Um, yeah, perfect. The hair and makeup, everything just kind of went, it was just perfection. Yes. Um, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I do want to touch base a little bit, like, because it's Tim Burton. Like, we've seen his movies throughout time uh, since the 80s and 90s, obviously. Um, how do you think, do you think this film, like, stands along with his other films that he's done costuming-wise, cinematic, like, cinematography-wise? Like, how do you feel about all of that stuff? Um, we'll start with you on this one. Okay. Um, I feel like it might have been like the very beginning of Tim Burton kind of feeling his aesthetic, I want to say, because um, it is quite, it's quite vastly different than like the regular stuff he does, like with Johnny Depp, where it's all dark, it's all black and grays and purples. Um, you know, it was pretty dark. It was like, there's purples and greens and like, sh there were stripes. It was like probably the first time I think he was doing the stripes. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like he just evolved from that point. He still had like the gothy you know, vibes with Lydia and the, and the homes and the decor and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I feel like that was probably just the beginning and he kind of just kind of excelled after that, kind of felt, felt what he liked, what his aesthetic was after this movie maybe because it kind of changed after this, I want to say. So yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, it's still Tim Burton-y, but definitely not peak Tim, like Sleepy Hollow or Sweeney Todd, you know? Yeah, definitely. No, I get you. And then before I jump to you other two, uh, Q-Ball has uh, redeemed Hydrate for everybody. Uh, I, I, I'm getting I'm, my, I'm getting more tea. Hold on. Where is it? I have one more sip left, but... Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a refill. <laughs> um, we're also waiting for another message from Q-Ball, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but uh, Jonathan, what were your thoughts on Tim Burton directing this and like his ideas and everything in the cinematography of this film. Yeah, so this is his second film, the first being Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and it is the start of his aesthetic career where he is all about those uh stripes, the the contrasts of black and white versus like hyper color. Um, but I also think that there are hints of that in here, especially whenever we're with the Dietzes alone. Um, but you also have the checkered floorboard of the house. Um, however, the uh, I actually did a, a college essay on this. Um, so when Lydia is confronting her mom about the ghosts in the house, uh, the colors red, white, and blue are very vibrant. And I think it is um, the way that corporate America shuns new ideas and things they don't understand. And so that's why it's framed that way. So there's a lot in color theory that Tim Burton is playing with here. And I think the cinematography does a really good job of that. And also everything green is the after afterlife um, and the netherworld coming through the doors and the shadows and whenever they're decaying there's a lot of green light and I, I just think that the way that he uses that to his advantage really like makes it uh, pop out aesthetically and it's very visually pleasing to the eye because the colors are telling a story as well as the dialogue and the camera direction and everything like that. Okay, okay, I get you. I, I, I understand what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> hey guys. So cue ball. <clears throat> uh, just jumping in the chat for a second, says, I get this movie a five out of five because I love the film of its gothic, gothic look and feel, feel. Michael Keaton was brilliant as Beetlejuice and his comedic timing was perfect. But also, he has redeemed Punny. So he has geared this towards you, Puma. You uh, have to tell oh, it's not you. <laughs> it's uh, the Kurt Bros redeemed it. Oh, Kirk Bros. Oh, the oh, Kirk, Kirk Bros. Oh, the okay. Kirk Bros redeemed it. And of it course goes Kurt did. Oh, Curtis. Okay. I'm the worst at puns, and everybody always picks me. They know I'm horrible at puns. Okay, let's see. Oh, gosh. I'm like the worst. I'm going to start, like, just looking up puns before I come on here, because they always get me. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have to talk uh, in, like, puns? That's no, you just, have pun? to tell, you just have to tell a, a, a punny joke. Um, we will joke? actually... We to give you a minute to think about it. I'll jump to okay. Yaya and get her thoughts and everything, okay. uh, and then you'll think about it. Okay, okay Yaya, what are your thoughts it. about this? About the Tim Burton and like just the cinematography of this film? Definitely Tim Burton. Uh, it's 
well, yeah, again, you have Tim Burton and then you have the peak Tim Burton. Like, is this peak Tim Burton? No, it's uh, as Puma said earlier, it's not like, you know, it's not like Edward Scissorhands and that kind of stuff where you get like the very pale stuff. But you have to remember, Tim Burton also did, oh, did Batman. Yes. <laughs> the fact that he did Batman and that was like a super, was that the Batman with the nipples too? That was no, Batman. He, <laughs> no, he, he, he didn't do Batman with the nipples. It wasn't Batman with no, no, the nipples? No. Okay. No. okay. But, this is, but as you're saying, this is baby Burton. It is baby Burton. So definitely you want to say like, is this like, you know, like Tim Burton's like, no, you want to say like, no, it's not peak, but definitely it's very Tim Burton-esque with all the colors, how vibrant it is. And you see that in the Batman, like, you know, films too. With um, So I love it. While it's not like, you know, the, it's, it's not the gothy like thing you expect from current Tim Burton or like the early um the mid two um two thousands Tim Burton, but it's very very Tim Burton like nonetheless. It's just very his style, and I think from this you can see the inspiration of this movie throughout all of his future works. And I feel like this is more of the base for that. This is the foundation for what Tim peak Tim Burton like you know is definitely building on. Oh yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, like, especially like Catherine O'Hara jumping in from this to going into Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Like, like he pulls people, like that's his concept of like pulling people that he's worked with constantly into his mm -hmm. other film. Look at Johnny Depp and Helen Bonham Carter. They've made a career off of Tim Burton. The fact that he and Helen Bonham Carter had several kids together. <laughs> right? Puma, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. What do you call an alligator in a vest? What? An investigator. <laughs> bravo, bravo. I hope that's the nice. I thought it was very good. Thank you. Courtesy is suck. <laughs> I have learned now with with this, especially just this one, to just like have punny jokes like pulled up on the side I'm screen. I'm gonna so have them pulled up from now on because they all <laughs> every single stream that I'm on, they pick me for the puns because they know I suck at them <laughs> every time. Like. Ugh. It's usually Q though that gets me so <laughs> all right so now I do want to touch base a little bit um so there have been rumors sprouting now that there is now going to be a Beetlejuice 2. Michael <laughs> King has now kind of officially signed up to be Beetlejuice again and um Wow, I just lost it. Hold on, give me one second. The casting, like we don't know if Rodonna Ryder is going to come back, but rumors are Jenna Ortega is going to sign on to be Lydia's daughter. How do you guys feel about this? Do you want everybody to come back? Do you think they should be recast? Like, what are your thoughts? We'll start with you on this one, Jonathan. I think I should go last. <laughs> oh, you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Prima, let's start with you on this one. Okay. Um. I'm torn because I haven't watched the new Wednesday uh, series yet. I wasn't really a fan of what I like the trailers and what I'd seen about it, but I'm, I'm going to watch it just because I need to. Um, mm. But I feel like it's frustrating because I feel like Jenna Ortega, she's gotten really popular recently, but I want to, I feel like she's like overrated and I feel like there could have been other people that could have played this part. Like, I feel like they kind of just like, oh, well, she's already won. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, mm. there's other people I probably would have seen that could have played a better, done a better job at playing Lydia. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. She She's a very cool, like, spooky, gothy actress. So she's probably going to pull it off really well. Um, and Michael Keaton returning is going to be really interesting because, like, yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see him because he's already doing Batman, too. He's coming back for Batman, and now he's coming back for Beetlejuice. He's going to be a tired tired man um elderly man <laughs> yeah like he's getting up there and i'm just like wow um it would have been cool to see johnny depp play it i think i've always kind of just wanted i feel like the fans would have just been like you could have come on this is like our one chance that we could have had johnny depp and seen how what he could have done with it uh maybe he'll be in it in other parts maybe that might be why he's not beetlejuice himself but um yeah it, it's interesting i'm glad it's going to be really interesting to see it 35 years later. Like, 35 years have gone by. You're going to see geriatric Beetlejuice. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm excited. I've been waiting for this. So if it's true and if it's coming soon and not, like, 10 years from now, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. No, I, I, def I definitely hear you. Uh, geriatric Beetlejuice, I'm not going to call him that once it comes out. <laughs> but, um, no, I definitely hear you. Uh, Jenna Ortega has definitely jumped up in popularity over the last week, especially with Wednesday. 
I'm yeah. definitely giving, give it a try. I definitely want you to give it a try. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I definitely want to see it. Like I, I always watch everything, like when, it, especially when it's like fandoms of my, that are my favorite, but I just, I haven't got around to it. I just finished watching Last of Us and Mandalorian. So it's like, you know, I'm trying to keep up and then oh. I'll go back and, you know, I'll, I'll catch up when I get some chain sometime. <laughs> too soon to talk about that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too um, soon. <laughs> but um, I do want to say before we get to Yaya on this, um, I do want to say Christian Bale has said that, or it's rumored that Christian Bale is going to be one of the ghosts in the new one. Whoa. So we might be able to see a Johnny Depp ghost in the, this next Ooh, field. Okay. We'll I'm see. Excited. Uh, Yaya, what are your thoughts about this uh, Beetlejuice 2? What do you hope it brings? Like, what are your thoughts? Thank you, Puma, for being someone else that voices. Like, I don't hate Jen. Was it Jenna Ortega? Don't hate yeah. her. I do not hate her. We talked about yeah. this last Wednesday with Scream. I don't <laughs> I don't think she's a terrible actress, but I guess I think she's overrated. Yeah. I'm like, she, I guess you have her as Wednesday, where she did a pretty good job. But then now you have the fact that like a it's going to be a Lydia 2.0 and I actually don't want to see that. I actually, we already had a Lydia like, and Lydia is iconic. I don't want to see her just basically her daughter be a clone of Lydia. Cause that's just not the one. That's not how like children work. Your children's Mm -hmm. not going to be the clone of your parents. So um, I'm just kind of like, so I'm like really excited. I'm really excited for like, you know, at least for um, Winnerita and uh, Mayan King to come back. Like, um, I think that's definitely the two. If you don't have those two, you don't have Beetlejuice. Well, Michael Keaton's the only one signed on right now. We don't know if Renona's coming um, back. That is true. But it's been rumored that she's still, she's going to play Lydia as the mom of, there is like rumors that right now, nothing is technically set in stone. Even the fact that even Tim Burton has announced saying that, oh, you know, nothing is, even he said, he's all like, oh, we don't know yet. It's like, so we're actually not even sure what's going on. We might get a release date. I think this summer was, it was. Um, but again, that's just all speculations right now. We were, because um, mm-hmm. the original sequel that they planned was, what was it, Beetlejuice um, Gone Hawaiian? Yeah. What? There was a, a original, long time yeah, ago. A lot, it was in 1992, I think in 1991 or 1992 when that was planned and there was a script for it. And there is a script for it, but it's owned by another company which can never be made right now. Um, so that was like a whole, that was supposed to be a whole Beetlejuice's redemption with that one. So I'm actually not sure. I'm actually hoping for a more darker version. Um, Like, you know, cause you can't expect number two to be the exact same energy as the 1988 version. Cause we're different, times are different. Energy is gonna be different. I don't want to see actually a remake of like, you know like the same energy. I actually want to see a maturation. I actually want to see a darker version of everything that's going on and how everything has progressed in the 35 years. Mm. Yes, no, I completely agree with you. Much like while we were talking about Scream 6, it's gotten darker, more grittier, and yes. everything like that. It's the natural progression of mm-hmm. it. And that's what I want to see as well. Yeah. Um, Jonathan, what do you think about this potential remake that they're coming out with? <clears throat> so I am for it. More Beetlejuice, the better. I want this brand to thrive. And I think there's a lot of possibility for more Beetlejuice, whether it's Michael Keaton coming back or recast. Um, Because the animated series is out there, so we already have a different Beetlejuice that already exists. And if they wanted to adapt that for more live action, that's fine with me. More Genie-esque vibes and and whatnot. Um, There was a writer uh, attached to this back in 2020. And the, it was the writer of Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. And they, uh, they announced that he was, he was working on it. And then at that time, um, both Michael Keaton and um, uh, Lydia... Winona <laughs> uh, oh, right, right. Ryder, thank you. ...were asked if they would return. And they both said that it, would, it was depending on if Tim Burton was coming back. And shortly after that, Tim Burton said he would come back. So there's already precedent for them all coming back, which is great. Um, would we see the Dietzes? I don't know. Do we need to see the Dietzes? No, because I think, and this is somebody who watched Beetlejuice seven times to do an essay on Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. I watched it seven times in, in a row. And I think what should happen is because of the events of the first one, Lydia would be very apprehensive to go to Beetlejuice for anything. So I think Lydia's daughter dies early on 
and she wants to find out who killed her. And so she would call upon Beetlejuice, and this goes to uh, the points earlier about it being darker. Um, she would turn to Beetlejuice to try to find the find her daughter in the afterlife, and then Beetlejuice and Jenna Ortega team up to get revenge on the killers. Ooh, that would be fun, like a murder mystery. Yeah, that yeah. would be fun. Glass onion Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Murder revenge, uh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Using his, his snake like talents uh, for good, for good instead of evil. <laughs> Which also, I do appreciate you that you have that. <clears throat> That's amazing. I, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Spirits. I've, I've seen that before Spirit had it, but I've also seen those in Spirits. And I'm just like, I want to buy it so badly, but where would I put it? <laughs> you can put it anywhere you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's another thing. We brought it up a little bit earlier that I do want to talk about. Like, this movie is now 35 years old. And we've kind of mentioned it, like its resurgence and people, the popularity of it. Um, the musical has come out now, so th that popularity has just jumped. What do you think of people now, how they take it now and the popularity of it with shirts and merchandise and, like, everything? Like, what is your mind? Do you ever thought, did you ever think that it would get there from when we saw it when we were teenagers and everything like that? We'll start with you this time, Jonathan. <laughs> I, I didn't think it would get there, but with popularity and with um, pop culture, everything will get there. We just have to wait for it to have its moment. Um, but with Beetlejuice, it was a really, um, it was always prone for this because it had the animated series and that was beloved by kids. And then it also had the darker movie, which was loved by adults. And so there was this congealing of uh, pop culture nests around it, but it was cut short because right after uh, Michael Keaton was announced as Batman, and if you were alive in, in 1988, 1989, Batman took over everything. And Michael Keaton as Batman was a talking point for everyone because no one thought he was the right choice. And everyone thought Jack Nicholson was the right choice for Joker. Well, history has a way of, you know, telling people wrong. <laughs> and Michael Keaton just absolutely blew Batman out of the park and like was an amazing performance, but it overshadowed Beetlejuice. And so it wasn't until the cult phenomena of Beetlejuice coming back and the resurgence did it get its proper time in the light. And now we're seeing that with the fan, the fan shirts, the fan designs, the art and everything. So I'm, I, I, I didn't like prophesize that it would get here, but I was always hopeful that it would. And I still want a, a revitalized animated series. Um, Eric Bauza over at uh, Looney Tunes, uh, who does the voice of Bugs Bunny and everybody, uh, he does a killer uh, Beetlejuice impression. And if like, he's already in the system until so, like just Warner Brothers can be like, let's just do this too. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point they re revitalized Scooby-Doo several times so they can do Beetlejuice. They can, and they're revitalizing Tiny Toons right now. So, what? I didn't hear about that. We'll talk about that after this. Um, Puma, <laughs> what are your thoughts on like the resurgence, uh, resurgence of Beetlejuice and pop culture and everything? Puma, did you hear me? Oh, sorry. What did you say? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is it? What are you? What are your ideas it's, of like this resurgence and everything of like the pop culture and how popular it's become with the musical and like the shirts and the memorabilia and everything of uh, Beetlejuice? Oh, um, so I'm an alt model. Uh, I'm like I'm sponsored by Hot Topic, and they have so many Beetlejuice items. It's like I have every single one of them. Like you put some black and white stripes on something, it's some neon green, and I buy it. It's it's ridiculous. It's the the marketing for Beetlejuice. 35 years later, it's just like everybody's kind of like trying to get their hand on, um, you know, get, catching the wave. Honestly, because um, I think Micheline Pitt she does uh, Vixen and um, oh gosh. Vixen and uh, La Femme Noire, and she did Beetlejuice collections for that that were like a huge hit, um, you know, and then having all the horror conventions kind of like having all the vendors and stuff. So for some reason, I'm, I'm really, really glad because I'm like a goth emo alt 
chick um, who loves, eats it up. Like just, uh, it's insane. My, my money's gone the second I see stripes. Uh, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of seeing all the new shirts, um, the dresses that come out, the collections, there's animal costumes now. Like, I love it. I would, oh my gosh, it's amazing to see back then they didn't have as many kind of merchandising options for the movie so it's really nice to see it kind of like i mean it's everywhere also too like you can go to any store and see like something inspired by beetlejuice it's crazy but um, i'm all for it i love it i love to see it <clears throat> eric thinks that's fantastic he totally <laughs> agrees with you eric does have to tell everybody and eric is so sorry yaya before we get this, but I'm Eric is going to try to stream this out as long as he can. Q um, Ball has now redeemed third person. So Eric, everybody has to talk in third person. Eric is going to read Q's comment first that he was saying. Um, Q Ball says, here's something that you didn't know. Tim Burton's choice for Joker was at first David Bowie. Go ahead and talk about what you're involved <laughs> in everything. And okay. <laughs> the animated series. Okay. So, yes. Uh, oh, sorry. No third person. Thank God. Okay. But, yes. No uh, growing person. up, um, as I said, uh, I grew up mostly with the animated series first. And there wasn't any merch for that as at all growing up. So, um, did not expect that growing up to see, like, Beetlejuice, like, to go to the mall and, like, see Beetlejuice or that kind of stuff. But, uh, as I said, I started watching the – I watched the um, – movie back probably when I was getting into my emo years and around that time was actually when you could start start you started seeing in like Hot Topic or Spencer's and then then you but that's usually just like you know the t-shirt with like you know the cover the poster of mm -hmm. um, Beetlejuice so like I'm super excited like I'm wearing a Beetlejuice shirt right now and I love it because like I got this for like six dollars at forever 21 the fact that you can find this at forever 21 i love the accessibility to this merch now that it's not just going to like um a specialty store or anything and like having to pay like lots of prices because there's no options but now that the fact there is options like there's casual options that it's not like in your face so i love it i love um the amount of merch it is done. And I uh, I said earlier, I agree with Puma. Like every time I see like Beetlejuice like merch, my wallet cries. Because like, I'm like, especially like if it's like, I love stripes. And the fact that it has like green, like stuff on it, like, green accents because of Beetlejuice makes stripes even more attractive. And I'm just like, oh, but yeah, no. Did not expect it, but love it. Adore no. it. I'm right there with you. Like I, you guys have heard of a Christmas story, right? Mm. with the leg lamp mm. my sister owns a like four foot tall a uh, leg lamp of the prom queen from beetlejuice like with the leggings and green and everything and it was like 300 dollars. and i was like i can't That's amazing. That on lamp. <laughs> oh my but no, i'm so super excited that it's coming out and like with the musical and everything like that just how mm. how big it's gotten because i never thought it would get there um but we are getting time short, especially with all of our technical issues and everything. Bum, bum, bum. I do want to get you guys' final thoughts. Would you recommend this movie to everybody? Why would you recommend it? And um, yeah, um, we'll start with you on this one, Puma. Okay. Um, yeah, this is definitely a must-see. It's a cult classic. Um, I feel like there's a lot of uh, references in pop culture nowadays uh, from this movie that I feel like people won't get if they haven't seen it. Um, and if you love anything spooky, Tim Burton, you ha you just have to watch it. It's one of those movies that you have to put on your list and be like, okay, I've seen that movie. Like, there's no reason you shouldn't watch it. So yeah, ten out of ten would recommend. Go watch it if you haven't. I don't know how you haven't, but uh, yeah, put it on your to watch list on the weekend when you have nothing to do on a Sunday, perhaps. Right. Great. Agreed. Uh, Jonathan, what are your thoughts? Do you recommend this? Like, you let them know out there. I definitely recommend it. 11 out of 10 recommends. Um, and also the Harry Belafonte score is phenomenal. Mm. They really did a good job of picking such a wonderful artist to compliment this movie. Every song is a banger. Every song you're going to hear remixed and redone and, some, and something else. And it's it'll always send you back to Beetlejuice. Um, 
and uh, you know, it, it's got a lasting legacy that is still being talked about to this day positively. It has obviously merchandise in stores today, which is really rare for an IP like this um, with just one movie and one hard to find animated series. <laughs> HBO Max, HBO Max, put the animated series on your streaming platform. Like, why? Why is it not there? Um, and yeah, it, like, I, I just, I love this, uh, this IP. I love this character. I love everything about this. Dark comedy is my bread and butter. And this is like pinnacle dark comedy. So. Highly recommend it. Yes, yes, totally agree. Yaya, what are your thoughts? No, don't watch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna gatekeep. I'm gonna girl boss. Do not watch it. No, she's the only one who can watch it. <laughs> no, no, I just no. Full on legit. Go watch it if you can. If you haven't, again, are you living under a rock? Um, why haven't you watched it? But um, I guess for those, the only thing I would say that for those who haven't watched it, I. Just keep in mind, this was made in the 80s. It's not going to look like, you know, the special effects you have now. But at the same time, that's what gives us so much character. The, the stop motion, everything, it's just gorgeous. It's done beautifully. And um, But if you're going to complain about that, just keep a heads up about that. It's not, you're not going to get, like, beautiful, like, CGs and everything. No. But, again, no. Definitely watch it. I don't know why you haven't watched it. But, yeah, definitely. Again, agree. 10 out of 10. Please go no. watch it. I completely agree with you. Everybody out there, go watch it. The claymation to the acting to early Tim Burton, like this film, like if you're expecting like Avengers Endgame type animation, you're <laughs> not going to get that. But for what they did at the time that they did with Tim Burton and the cast and everything, the comedy, just it, it's great. Go watch it. Um, but like I said, that's all the time that we have for to talk about the 1988 Beetlejuice today. I do want to shout out my guests, Yaya, Jonathan, and Puma. Um, go ahead and, and uh, tell everybody out there where they can find you guys. Uh, we'll start with you on this one, Yaya. Hi, so you can find me here on Twitch um, at MyHamachi. I stream Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So I did a stream today. I will be doing um, stream on Wednesday and Friday and so on. Um, you can also find me on YouTube at Yaya, where I make videos about Chinese culture, Chinese history, Chinese traditions, and all that fun stuff. And you can also find me on other social media, such as Instagram, TikTok, ugh, all everything, either at myhamachi or at Yaya. Nice, nice. Definitely go check her out. She's great. Jonathan, where can the people out there find you? Uh, you can find me in every rabbit hole across the United States, talking about Bugs Bunny with Bugs Bunny. Um, on podcasting platforms everywhere that you download podcasts. I have a wonderful selection of celebrities and uh, talent that I've talked to, artists, animation enthusiasts, and uh, yeah, anyone who loves just animation in general should stop by. Um, I also have an Instagram pod uh, Instagram for the podcast at This Means Podcast and Twitter, OFC This Means Pod. I have a TikTok, This Means Podcast, and uh, I've done a little bit of things here and there, but I will do more when the Wiley Coyote movie uh, gets more marketing. And I'll talk about I'll talk all about Wiley Coyote. Uh, well, we're definitely excited to talk to you about that. Um, definitely come back and we'll we'll chit chat more. Uh, Puma, where can they find you out there? Okay, so if you like anything spooky, pinup, cosplay related, find me at Puma Does Cosplay on every social media platform. I have YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. But yeah, I like to post a lot of fun, spooky content, a lot of uh, traveling, blogging, adventures, recaps of events. Uh, so that's where you can find me. I make it simple. So just search Puma Does Cosplay. You'll find me. Nice, nice. Um, but uh, thank you all for tuning in and be sure to join our Discord if you want to keep this conversation going, as well as to subscribing to our platforms at NomTalk Network. Um, but tune in to our next show, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, which is a great movie. I wish I was a part of that cast. But until then, I'm your host, Eric Ramirez. You can find me on all platforms like uh, or, uh, Instagram and TikTok and everything at Heartless7. That's H-A-R-T-L, the number 3-S-S-7. Um, but until then, I wish you guys all a nomorific day. Bye. <laughs>